Welcome to the Bounty Zero X podcast. I'm your host, Angelo Adam, founder and CEO of Bounty Zero X. Bounty Zero X is a decentralized bounty hunting network powered by the BNTY token. All right, today is January 19th, 2019, and my guest on the show is Philip Longhurst, CEO of WolfpackBot, and Roger Pointel, Chief Financial Officer of WolfpackBot. Um, Philip is an account manager for JP Morgan and NBNA Bank. Phil managed the accounts of several high-profile clients and businesses and has been successfully trading stocks for 25 years and has successfully applied his trading experience and mathematical acumen to the cryptocurrency market space since 2013. Roger is a successful entrepreneur with nearly 25 years of experience in business management, marketing, financial administration, economics, and fintech. He holds a bachelor's degree in business communication and financial administration. WolfpackBot is a highly advanced cryptocurrency trading software that allows for execution of trades at lightning speed using proprietary trading algorithms, wolf, uh, werewolf trading analysis configurations, or customized settings based on personal trading style. Uh, Wolfpack Bot allows for simultaneous trading access to all compatible cryptocurrency exchanges that are available to the bot and all trading pairs with Werewolf Bot subscription package. So, Philip and Roger, thank you and welcome uh, to the podcast. Thank you, Angela. Thank you. Uh, so, tell me a little bit about your guys' uh, interest in trading and um, uh, how you got into the trading market and then the cryptocurrency trading market. All right, I'll go first. <laughs> well, my trading, uh, when I first started learning trading was in, uh, in college. Uh, my economics professor, who was actually also my guidance counselor, right? He taught me how to trade. This is going back to the you know, mid-90s, right, before we even had the internet. <laughs> so he taught me how to trade with the Wall Street Journal and uh, basically he's looking at sentiment. And then I kind of went from there. He actually suggested I be a stockbroker because I got really good at it, but at that point in time, you know, I was young and wild. You know, I didn't really listen to him. <laughs> so I continued, to, you know, learning to trade on my own. I actually found trading stocks a little too slow for me. And then I ended up finding, stumbling upon Forex. And I was like, okay, this is more my style. Nice and rapid. So I started doing that. Got into like Forex bots. And then buddies of mine kind of started talking to me about cryptocurrency this, you know, Bitcoin and everything like this. And I was just as confused about Bitcoin as everybody is when they first get into it. But this was several years ago. And then I started getting into trading on cryptocurrencies. I literally found that it was Forex at a super fast speed. And I loved the volatility of it. So that way I could use my own mathematical scalping formulas. And I found that it worked so far better for me for getting returns. So did you ever trade equities or were you just specifically Forex before cryptocurrency? Yeah, I was Forex. I was before cryptocurrency, was strictly Forex. But then I was also trading, you know, all like blue chip stocks and things like that before that. And so were you using uh, brokerage or what was your time frame on the Forex and the equities? Oh, like uh, when I was doing the, the Forex, it's probably I did that for a couple of years and I ended up using trading bots. Because I was using a broker, but the broker fees were extremely high. So one of the forex strategies for the one-to-one risk-reward ratio, it, it, kinda, it was too hard with the broker fees. So then I ended up going to the bots and started making more profits that way. But you know, it just wasn't really cutting it for me. And that's where cryptocurrency came in with, that, with this volatility and the spread was a lot easier to make returns. When you first started trading on cryptocurrency markets, were you trading on one exchange? And so which exchange was that? I was actually trading on, uh, I was using Binance and I was also using Bittrex when I first started. And then I found and I was just constantly monitoring it and looking at the trade fees and the spread versus the coins movement. I like to trade on coins with a specific volatility and a specific change. I only I, I don't really care when I'm scalping on I guess the legitimacy of the coin, so to speak, like the top twenty market cap or things like that. I just wanted specific volatility, specific change, so I could scalp and get returns and get it back to my base currency. Do you do only bots or do you also do discretionary trading? 
I, I prefer bots because when I would day trade and do discrepancy trading, I would it would take too much time away from my wife and daughter. And it, this is the, one of the reasons why I wanted to create my own bot was because the other bots are using they weren't like up to my up to par for me. They 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 just didn't cut it. They couldn't trade the way I like to trade. So that's why we created our own, just so I could literally spend time with my wife, basically. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll get into all of the details of the Wolfpack yeah. bot and the prop platform, but I first want to just talk a little bit about like your background because I'm sure mm-hmm. you have a lot of insight and yeah. an interesting uh, story about your experience with trading as a whole and the marketplace and the cryptocurrency marketplace. So sure. the well, the so the prior bots, tell me what some of the weaknesses were of the prior bots that, bots that you had been using and did you build your own bots and where did you get them and uh, what type of uh, did you develop them on your own? And tell me a little bit about some of the important features that some of the other bots have that you use. Okay, sure. Um, well, I, I actually used all the bots out there. When I first uh, jumped into the market, you know, I was using Hasbot, I was using Three Commas. I even uh, jumped into CWE, which was uh, Crypto World Evolution, their bots. And then I ended up stumbling upon uh, Crypto Hopper. And out of all the bots that I used at that time, Crypto Hopper was the, was the better one. But all of their issues came down to speed. They just weren't fast at all. And they'd have so much lag. And then there were, there were a lot of coding bugs in there. And their customer support was, ridic- it was ridiculous. It, it, may, it may as well not have even existed. They didn't know what they they didn't even know what their product was about, and that became my problem. But at least at that time, Crypto Hopper helped me solve a problem. At that time, giving me you know freeing up my time to spend time with my family. But I would always constantly, constantly have to check it and make tweaks to counteract their lack of speed. So then, what was the speed on on the on the bot? On their bots, it was yeah. like. It was it was ridiculous. Like if I wanted to place, well, obviously I couldn't place. You couldn't place market orders on there because of their speed. It would hit the the spread and you would lose every time. So they did away with market orders. So you could only place limit orders, but because of their the way it would work, the, the, their bots would trigger it. They're all cloud based, so their bot would you, you, it would trigger the sell. But it would take anywhere. I mean, it was random. It could take anywhere from 10 seconds to a minute before it actually placed the, the order on the books, and you would miss it. So there's a lot of slippage. Correct. Right. So even if you had a trailing stop loss trigger at 0.9%, the limit order, by the time it went through, you'd only make like 0.2, sometimes even less than that because of the, you know, the slippage. It was ridiculous. But the markets move that fast that it makes that you need to have that extra speed? Correct. Yeah, you have to have speed. And that is why we created our bot on mainly focused on speed, but plus the strategies, you know, the configurations and the algorithms I noticed on the bots, they really weren't using math. So all of our, our bot and our configurations are, are strictly mathematical based. That way we play both the, posit- the, po- the positive integer line and the negative integer line. And then you coupled with the speed and scalping strategies, it's what makes our bot insanely fast. What was the payment model for the, some of the other bots in, uh, that you were using? Uh, they had uh, three bots. They had a, like, a, like an in- entry-level one called the bunny. Then they had a hare. Then they had a kangaroo. Now they've changed the names. And the kangaroo, their best, is now called their pro version. It is $99 a month. And you only get access to one exchange at a time and only one base currency that you could trade. So if you wanted to just choose BTC pairs, that's all you could trade on. And you were limited to seven and you're limited to tra- only trading 75 coins. Is main is massively limited. With the bots, do they enter the orders automatically or do you have to manually enter the orders once they trigger, once they have like a flag trigger? Right, they would automatically do it based on your settings. So, if you set a, a you know a, a take profit or a trailing stop loss or even a stop loss, those would trigger the sell orders, and mm-hmm. they would do it automatically. But they would place limit orders, and mm-hmm. then your buying was all based upon the uh, 
the, the TA indicators that you configured. Right. And you had to configure all of it yourself. So you had to know how to trade because the bot only worked on your settings. So do any of these bots or did they, any of them support any back testing or any type of uh, historical analysis yes. for, any, for the strategies? Yes. Yes, they did. They had back testing. Well, at least Crypto Hopper had back testing features, but it was very inaccurate. Why was it inaccurate? Oh, just because it was like when you when you when you when you base it on like say you you chose a specific date based on your indicators, they never it never really gave you correct results. Like you could choose it, but then it would literally tell you, "Oh, look, you never would have got a buy." Well, that's incorrect. Mm-hmm. But it, 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 with any back testing, you, it's not really reliable information. You can only see what it did in the past. It doesn't predict the future. If it did really really well in the past, doesn't mean it's going to do great tomorrow. It all depends on the market conditions and what your what your settings are. You know, where where are you buying? You know, where are you placing buys? Are you buying an oversold? Are you buying a neutral? This dictates everything. You guys developed are in the process of developing as of around February, so around a year ago, you started developing a better product because from what it seems like is that you identified a market, for, you know, an opportunity for a better product to be developed. So tell me about uh, Roger, why don't you tell me a little bit about how that process started and uh, the process that you've been uh, working on since? Uh, so, what triggered you to start working on this bot? And tell me a little bit about the what's been happening since you guys started working on it. Well, we uh, we were trading uh, on uh, on Crypto Hopper. Uh, we exchanged settings, and we well quickly found out that there were. A couple of things that we uh, definitely wanted different to be better. Um, and we started thinking like, hey, why don't we develop our own bot? So we started researching, got in contact with a couple of other people who are uh, the, the proper coders because uh, we know a bit about it, but uh, we're not definitely not uh, professionals. So we hired uh, some professionals to uh, start working on it. And we told them like, well, we would like to have this or this. They, um, they uh, implemented it and we tested it, uh, saw if it worked. And for example, now we have this feature called uh, live candle scanning. And that's a brilliant uh, new technique. Uh, so we don't have to wait for the closing of the candle. And that makes it even faster, our bot. Um, we tested it all. We've got a beta test group now. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's taken uh, almost a year already. And uh, at this moment in time, we're almost uh, f- uh, to a release version. Uh, I think it will take another, well, one and a half months probably, and then we'll be ready. So, yeah, we have a, a pretty big uh, beta testing group at the moment. Um, um, and, yeah, they're, they're doing an amazing job. We're doing the data analysis on it to see if everything is working uh, the way we uh, expect it to. And of course, uh, as in all beta tests, it's uh, it's normal that you get some bugs in there. But that's why we're doing the beta test, of course, uh, to get all that out uh, before uh, the release version uh, will be uh, rolled out. And yeah, uh, as I said, we're almost at that point. Uh, we still have a bit of uh, graphical user interface to enhance, uh, but the functionality is, uh, I'd say, 99% there. So the graphical user interface, uh, we're looking for, uh, yeah, the eye candy, as we call it. Yeah? it. It has to look stunning because when people are looking at their um, uh, their overview, um, they would like to see pie charts and all that instead of just the plain numbers. And we have a, bit of, a little bit of graphs in there, but it's not uh, the way we want it yet. It's it's It's... It's good. You can read all your information from there, but definitely when we'll have the pie charts and all that, that will uh, uh, bring the eye candy in there. And then, uh, uh, yeah, people will uh, be stunned by it, by looking at how things are going and just seeing it uh, instead of, well, let's call it reading it. And that's uh, that's where we're at uh, right now. So you guys have the Wolfpack bot that you're currently developing, and then you also have a number of other uh, ecosystem products that you guys are developing. So along with the, and we'll get more into, there's a lot to cover with the Wolfpack bot. 
So I want to also get into some of the features and the details and the subscriptions, but uh, maybe we could also touch on some of the other components of the ecosystem. So, for example, the blockchain, so the Wolfcoin blockchain, which is secured through proof of work. And then you have a master node system on top of that. So, Roger, can you give me a quick overview of where the blockchain component, I guess that's also tied into the Wolfcoin, and so how that fits in with the bot? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, Well, the idea was uh, we want to uh, make sure people can see uh, trades in the past for specific uh, um, settings, because uh, in our bot, we want to also implement a marketplace for settings, so people can say, yeah, we got uh, this much percentage gain or profit, uh, but how do you check on that? So what we're doing now, past trades will be um, uh, locked into the blockchain, and when people are uh, using that, they can actually check if the, um, the settings actually made that profit that is um, that people have uh, been saying like yeah it's, it's doing this much profit and another thing is we want to uh, do the um, the candle history for exchanges so we can um, hold exchanges accountable for price manipulation that's another uh, functionality of our blockchain mm. so the blockchain is uh two layers where there's the the master node layer which mm-hmm. helps secures the wolf coin network allowing instant send and private send transactions and then there's the proof of work uh Mine. components so are these separate or are these uh, the same thing uh well uh we have the mining and we have the master nodes and the rewards are given every 60 seconds uh, at the moment we're at uh, 160 coins each minute uh, as a reward and that's split up 20% uh, for the miners and uh, 80% for the master nodes. The reasoning for having, I guess, the you need to have the miners, right, in a proof-of-work system. Um, and then you have master nodes, uh, which stake the tokens. And then the staking of the tokens gives the people who stake them a reward. So you need to hold at least 10,000 wolf coins in your wallet from a static IP. And then you become a master node, and then you have a chance to receive 80% of the of the block reward every 60 seconds, which you can then use those tokens for the Wolfpack box subscription, the console, and the uh, other merchandise, and uh, you know any or trading on exchanges. Tell me a little bit about the console and and that component because that's kind of an interesting yeah. fee, pl- uh, product that you guys are working on. Yeah, it's going to be beautiful, man. Um, well, we're developing a, a hardware console. Um, and look at it this way. Um, you could go for your computer, have it at, on 24-7, uh, or you could just uh, buy the console and you hook it up to your TV with an HDMI uh, cable. And you can look on your TV like, how's my trading going? And it's, it's sort of an Apple TV design. Um, we've got the Wolf logo on there. And every time it makes a trade, it lights up. Of course, you can switch that off because I think after a couple of days, uh, the novelty uh, will be off and it might even uh, annoy some people. But um, uh, it will be a, a definitely a, a piece of eye candy for, uh, for people. Uh, and of course, uh, it's, it's easy to, to work it because... Yeah, you just flip on your TV, you switch to your HDMI uh, channel and you look like, okay, how am I doing, you know, Uh, instead of going on your computer or having it on a VPS. uh, Definitely our second choice would be the the VPS uh, because that's definitely on 24-7. Your computer, you know, you want to do different things on your computer as well, like surf the web. And, well, personally, I think uh, you should have a dedicated machine for for the trading. So, and that's the, the wolf box, as we call it. So, you're monetizing this uh, th- through the subscription model. So, Philip, can you tell me about the uh, subscription model and the pre-orders that you've received for the bot so far? Uh, yes. So, basically, you talk about our pricing model, correct? Y- yeah. Right, so our pricing model, 
we've got, like I said, we've got the three different versions of the bot, right? So we, we call them pup bot, wolf bot, and a werewolf bot, right? The pricings are $40 for the basic one, $65. This is a monthly. It'd be $65 for the wolf bot, $100 for the werewolf bot, all payable in wolf coin. So let me tell you the differences. So the base bot, which is called the pup bot, you can trade on one exchange and only use one base currency, just like all the other bots out there, right? The way they trade. Our wolf bot, which is it costs you $65 a month in wolf coin, is one exchange, but all base currency. So you can trade BTC, Bitcoin pairs, Ethereum pairs, whatever the exchange allows. So right now on Binance, you can do Bitcoin pairs, uh, Ethereum pairs, BNB pairs, USDT, USDC, PAX, and XRP. So you can trade all of those simultaneously. And then the, the cream of the crop one is the werewolf bot, which is $100 a month in wolf coin. You can do all the base, the, all the base pairs, all the base currencies, all, and it's all coins on all of the exchanges that our bot is configured to work on. So you can trade multiple exchanges at the same time. And how many exchanges is it configured to work on? Well, right now, right now we have it uh, coding coded on Binance, and then once we get fix a couple of little things with our charts, get rid of a couple of other issues, then we will code the API to run on the next exchange, and we're deciding which one we want to we, we want to work with. And can you have different strategies for different exchanges? You can have different different strategies for different exchanges, and you can use different strategies for different base pairs. And can you go? Can you have an active long strategy and an active short strategy? The we don't do the margin, right? We don't do leverage or margin only if the exchange does it. But we have uh, basically all your position. You're buying them. You're going long. If you you can, we also have shorting features where you can short the long open position. It's a different type of shorting. So you can you can turn it on on one exchange, one base pair, or you can use it for all. It's mix and match, whatever you decide you want to do. So how many total exchanges do you think you'll be adding uh, support for eventually? Uh, eventually? I'd like to get them all. <laughs> but yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lofty goal, right? Um, realistically, probably by the end of this year, we should have uh, five to six exchanges coded. Because what each, it, it, it comes yeah. down to the API wrapper, what you can get from each exchange. Binance is very, very friendly with what you can get. Other exchanges aren't. So then you have to code, you have to create your own candles, you have to, it's a lot of coding. Some of the technical challenges with adding support for a new exchange and it seems like it's it's more than just connecting up the API. There's exactly. Some... <laughs> yeah, but we have like, we, we do have, I mean, I'm in, uh, I mean, yes, they're, they're our team, they're our friends, but I honestly do believe that our coding team is probably some of the best coders I've ever seen in my life. So how did you go about getting in touch and uh, uh, onboarding and putting together this group of uh, developers that you currently have? And how, uh, tell me a little bit about your development team and resources that you have allocated to uh, the technical side. Well, like I said, like I had this idea in my head <laughs> and then I just created trading groups, started to get, this is, you know, a couple a year and a half, two years ago now, something like that. And I created these trading groups just to find guys. You know, I wanted to teach people how to trade because I was using all these bots and I could see people just being really confused and people losing money. Well, I was like, well, you know, I'm working on my strategies. These work. Let me try and teach you guys just to try to help out the community. Then I was like, well, I specifically want to find key guys who I could start a company with. And I found them all through my our trading groups. And then we were like, okay, now we need a little bit of more of a coding experience. How do we find somebody? So we just started putting our hearts together and putting the word out there. And next thing you know, we started building our coding team. Uh, that's how we got them. We have a handful of, uh, of coders all working together. Who are all? They all specialize in you know C plus plus. They all spend uh, specialize in WinForms and Bootstrap. And this is what these guys do for a living, and they 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 code everything. And so, just going back to the subscriptions, how many have you pre-sold so far, and what is your? Do you have numbers so far that you can share with us in terms of the number of subscriptions that you've already sold to people? Right. So the way the way we've got it is, you know, if you want to. 
Because of the whole, everything was the, the problem with the SEC versus security versus utility, right? We wanted to be strictly utility and maintain our status within the SEC rules and regulations. So we just wanted to make sure we we're that. So we had to make sure we passed the Howey test, create utility. So we wanted to run our crowd sale instead of like your typical ICO. We wanted to do a crowd sale. We have a product. And we wanted to so pre-order. You pre-order your subscription. Like a Kickstarter. Exactly. Kind of exactly. So you pre-order it. Uh, so you're going to pay us in, in cryptocurrency. You are actually going to get the bot subscription. Plus, you're also going to get our coin. Instead of just buying our coin and waiting for it to get on the exchange. Just like every other ICO. You, just, you get our product. Pre-order our product. We give you the coin. Uh, that's, that's the way we wanted to do it. So... Right now, you know, our pre-sale is a, well, our crowd sales is stage one, and there's 80 million coins available for sale. And then, you know, every day people are people are, are, are purchasing, you know, subscriptions and they're trying to get masternodes. But it's going really well. But the exact number, I haven't looked at the the charts today. Yeah, and after the crowd sale, uh, people will be able to uh, mix and match uh, their uh, contribution for uh, the subscription they want. So, for example, if uh, someone uh, contributed like $500, then they'd have uh, the ability to get uh, the top tier uh, subscription package. So, like the, that's the, the werewolf bot for five months, since that's uh, $100 in wolf uh, a month. So, but also they could choose, for example, uh, um, the, the the pub bot, which is forty dollars a month, and then uh, yeah, what would it be? Uh, a bit over uh, over a year in subscription. So they can choose that themselves after the crowd sale. How are you going to be managing your subscriptions? So, since the subscriptions are paid in the Wolf Coin, you need to have an active subscription in order to use the software. What is going to be your, I guess, UI interface and how will people, after the crowd sale is over and they just want to purchase the bot or use the bot or subscribe, will it be where a system where they download the bot and then once they install it, they have a prompt uh, that opens up when they open up the application saying, in order to use this, you need to subscribe, click here to subscribe and then they get like a, a reference code or, or something or yeah. tell, do you guys can you explain how that is going to be structured yeah sure uh, you want me to do that film yeah sure man go ahead all right so uh, on our website uh, www.wolfpackbot.com will um, uh, people will be able to register uh, after the crowd sale uh, they'll be able to um, sub subscribe to, sorry, pay for a certain subscription. Then uh, they'll download the, the software and the software actually uh, will check uh, upon the, on the website whether or not the subscription is valid. And if it's valid, then uh, then it just starts. And if it's not, uh, you'll get a message like, hey, um, uh, do you want to uh, uh, prolong your, uh, your subscription, for example, when it's uh, finished? Also, we'll have uh, a message, uh, for example, uh, seven days in, uh, ahead of the, of the ending of the subscription, like, hey, your subscription is ending in seven days, and we'll have a, a bigger one, which uh, probably will be a flashing one, um, a day ahead, so people will not uh, have their bot stopped on them and uh, uh, leaving them with, uh, without trading uh, while you actually want to trade, you know, because that's definitely something you don't want. You want to be able to continue. And then uh, they just go to the website and uh, yeah, uh, prolong their subscription. That's the way it works. So it's uh, the the software itself is hooked up to the uh, website for the subscriptions. Yeah, the reason why I ask that is because we also have a subscription model on our platform. Using subscriptions with cryptocurrencies is is a little bit more difficult than people anticipate, and in a way because. Unlike when a person is paying a subscription service with a credit card where their credit card is debited each month for a transaction automatically without mm -hmm. having the user to need to manually do that. With cryptocurrency at the current time, it, it's, there's no way to 
automate uh, transactions, uh, for, for example, for monthly subscriptions. It requires that the user manually renews the subscription or, and sends payment uh, each month. So it's, it's a little bit more difficult than because there are a lot of software as a service companies that offer monthly subscriptions for applications online. And the person purchasing the application enters in their credit card information, and then they're debited each month for that. But it's a little bit different when doing it with cryptocurrency, and we've encountered that uh, on our platform. So I was just curious what, what, the, what your approach to that problem. So yeah, well, uh, our, our our approach is actually we want to uh, have people see on their butt um, that their subscription is ending at a certain date. Uh, and like I just said, we're going to do a flashing one with a countdown on it uh, on the main page uh, and maybe even on every page. So it's just a top bar which has the countdown probably in red, uh, maybe flashing for the last 24 hours. Uh, so people will know, oh, I need to uh, uh, prolong my subscription. That's our way to make sure uh, people will not go without uh, a subscription thus uh, uh, stopping their bots. Um, so that's uh, how we're going to do that. Right. Yeah, but that makes can, sense. But they can also, like I said, of just paying for one month, they can pay for you know six months, a year in advance if they want to. And the system will just deduct the wolf from their balance. Mm. And if they decide to cancel the bot, then that wolf will get refunded back to their wolf wallet and they can exchange it on the exchange. And how are you going to make it easy for people to purchase the Wolf tokens? Um, so will they have to go to an exchange to purchase it? Or because, for example, we work with we have AirSwap integration widget on our platform. So a user just clicks that buy widget, and then from within the application, they can purchase the yep. the BNTY tokens. Right, we're so, going to have that as well. So what is your marketing plan, and how are you going to grow the subscription base uh, after the ICO once the product is released? Uh, okay, well, basically, you know, our bot will speak for itself. But, you know, we've got a lot of interest with YouTuber, YouTube personalities who are going to be testing our bot, and they'll, you know, share their results. Then obviously, you know, you know, PR, doing the tip to basic you know, PR and marketing throughout all the sites with CNN and Cointelegraph, you know, things like that. We have our whole marketing team that's handling that for us. So I want to change uh, topics and talk about the blockchain ecosystem over the next few years. What are your guys' thoughts on the direction of the cryptocurrency space and uh, where you see it's headed and how do you think it'll be changing over the next few years? Good question. Good question. I, crypt, cryptocurrency is here to stay. I mean, right now, I mean, obviously, Bitcoin, you know, being the granddaddy of, all, of it all is definitely a store of value. I do certainly see it being digital gold. I do not personally Bitcoin. I don't really see it staying the number one. But it's what started it all. Now, cryptocurrency, like with the prices right now, I mean, obviously, 2017 was the bull year. We had major price manipulation that pushed it up to 20000 And then, you know, it came down in 2018. whole year was a bear. Now, right now, we're trading sideways, but it still has some, still trying to find bottom. I, I, I feel that $3,000 is, is the bottom. But, right, you know, obviously we've got the institutional players coming in, especially with backed futures, Fidelity. Uh, I think right now with the Bitcoin, what's the price right now? What is it, like 3700 3700 I think it's going to go down. I think it might even touch 2700 possibly, you know, 3000 2700 And then I think the institutions are going to be buying up. And then once uh, backed futures is out and they're official, obviously we have the government shutdown. Things got delayed, but they still have to make a decision by law, on the especially on the ETFs, to decide what they're going to do. But BAC's going to come out after BAC shows that it's it's profitable for their investors. I be, we're going to start to see a bull run. I certainly see Bitcoin hitting fifteen to twenty thousand dollars by the end of this year, with the institutional players coming in, and then possibly fifty thousand. By the end of 2020, that's just my personal opinion. But cryptocurrency is here to stay. Will it replace fiat currency? Is the other big question. I uh, I do feel that eventually, 
just because of the distrust in a centralized banking system. I mean, you got to remember, look at uh, the U.S. dollar, right? In 1973 was the complete changeover from gold to fiat currency. I do believe that cryptocurrency is going to have the same effect on fiat. It, but will it happen in my lifetime? That I, do, I, don't, I don't think so. But I do think it'll happen in my daughter's lifetime. I do see we'll see that changeover. And Roger, what are your thoughts on the the 2018 being the year of or 2017 being the year of the ICOs? Uh, what are your thoughts on the future of having lots of tokens being developed? And it seems like there's been a slowdown in the number of companies uh, generating their own token. Uh, so, what are your thoughts on uh, the future of these uh, utility tokens and companies? Uh, having their own utility token, which is used on, on the platform and what we, what we expect to see in terms of the numbers of projects that are issuing their own token in the future. Well, 2017, uh, almost uh, uh, for everything, uh, an ICO was uh, created uh, and a lot of people uh, got scammed, unfortunately. That that brought a, a bad stigma on uh, on the whole uh, ICO um, uh, market. Um, I think 90% of all the uh, startups, let's call it startups, right, um, were scams, unfortunately. So I think that uh, brought a lot of distrust and basically a lot of them didn't even have a product. It was just, we're going to do this. And a lot of people invested in it because of the price of Bitcoin being so high. People thought, oh, well, let's get into this project. And yeah, a lot of people lost uh, lost a lot of money in it. Mm-hmm. Now then, we do have a product. And I think that is the basis for a new startup. Not only saying we are going to do that. No, show people we actually have a, a product. And that's what we're doing now with the videos, with the screenshots, with the beta tester testing it out. Um, so, yeah, um, that's what I think uh, where we're headed now. Uh, only companies uh, which have uh, a, 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 a product will actually be able to raise um, um, funding for it. That's what I think. So it's 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 uh, a lot harder than 2017. Um, also, yeah, we go. yeah, go ahead, Phil. I was going to say, like, also, you got to remember in 2017, the most, majority of the ICOs, okay, were just a, Ethereum smart contracts, and they had internal exchanges, like the lend, they were all lending platforms, like BitConnect, DeVore, LibraCoin, all of these guys. They were all Ponzi schemes. That was it, just artificial. Crap, right? Telling you, oh, look, you're making 1% a day, 2% a day in their coin, and you'd exchange it on their internal exchange, and then you could move it out. It was all a scam, every single one of them. No product, and no, not even had, they didn't have their own blockchain. That's what was going on. Do you guys have any thoughts on the move towards securities tokens and some exchanges that are being formed, only trade uh, securities types of tokens not really right not really right now you, you know i mean i know they're they're the stos you know is the big buzzword right now but i think the exchanges are still going to be using uh, you know the utility utility coins i do feel that a lot of the coin the exchanges will be blacklisting smart contract coins i, I see that happening because they don't have anything they're just Nothing. I mean, I don't know if I can use uh, foul language here, but they're, they're shit coins. And I think these exchanges are going to be dumping them. Yeah, and especially the Ethereum uh, tokens. So I think for blockchain and a proper blockchain with a use uh, case, it will be uh, uh, less so. But for Ethereum tokens, uh, I think it's uh, uh, it will 2019 will be uh, the, the last year. Exactly. It's, it's going to weed. It's going to weed them out. The amount of coins, amount of cryptocurrency coins, will 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 be reduced. All of those shit coins will just dis- disappear. What are your thoughts on uh, now that you've been working on this project for around a year? Uh, what looking back on the progress that you made, what do you wish that you had known when you started working on the project on the Wolfpack bot? So, what were some assumptions that you made that 
were not accurate or what are some things they would have uh, that you now know about the the bot and the process that you learned throughout the process that you didn't know when you started it? Well, I think our only focus was on the bot, just creating the best bot in the world. That's just been our focus completely. It didn't matter what the market conditions were. We just wanted to create a bot that could trade in all these conditions and to help people trade and you know get returns so they can have a shot at financial freedom. We wanted to try and keep Satoshi's vision by giving power back to the people. But I decided just, you know, just holding it as a store of value, let people help people trade to gain back their base currency for store of value, a way to increase instead of just holding. We wanted to create that other avenue. And that's been our focus. Now, the little hurdles were was well, we expected hard work. We expected all of this. And so it really wasn't anything surprising to us, except for the amount of hours we've got to put in each and every day. Lack of sleep, you know, we didn't expect it to be this this much, but but we just pushed through. Yep, and uh, well, maybe one thing would be um, the social media. Uh, cool. We didn't think it would take that much uh, time. So right now we've got uh, community uh, managers in place, and that's one thing uh, uh, I would do differently uh, if I, we were to start at the beginning again. Uh, we would have uh, uh, better uh, uh, managing there because we need our time to develop the bot. And yes. <laughs> um, because we need the time, but we also want to uh, answer the people in, 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 in a well, as soon as possible, you know, and we're thinking, yeah, we're dividing ourselves up a bit. So what we've then done lately is, yeah, we have to focus on the bot. Uh, that's where our goal is. And uh, since we've got community managers and moderators and all that, so that's uh, uh, turned back to, uh, to normal. But uh, yeah, when you don't answer, uh, for example, for a day, uh, people can uh, question like, hey, are you still here, you know? And that's, uh, that could uh, create some fun, but right now uh, everything is uh, perfectly in order and we're uh, responding in, uh, in a fashionable time. Right. It was like we got really big, really fast, yeah. and we, we, we did not expect that. So then it was like we were all focused on, you know, coding the bot, coding the blockchain, and then you've got to manage the community at the same time. <laughs> so we had to hire community managers. It was just like, it was like, wow. Yep. Yeah. And so, so far, what milestones, uh, what are the, the milestones that have been most important that you guys have uh, accomplished uh, to date? All of it. <laughs> <laughs> All of it. I mean, yeah. It was, yeah. Basically, the bot, the blockchain, the, blockchain, the masternodes, getting everything work because was one of the things with the blockchain once we were coding it your only real way to test it out is in production you know so you're sitting there when you when you release it out of, out of test net into mainnet yeah you're going oh let it work you know <laughs> things you know things like that and then we you know, we had some issues with uh, a sentinel file that we had to correct on the fly but you know it's all it's all corrected the, the blockchain's working perfectly it's smooth all the reward payouts are and really fast it's extremely fast. I'm amazingly proud of our blockchain development group and and our bot team. I mean, everything has been a major accomplishment, and I'm proud of every single one of the guys. I really am. And I, they amaze me every day. And we just keep pushing through, and we keep you know hitting our roadmap and just try to get everything done. It's for all of our customers. So you guys launched Mainnet around... Be December twentieth around that yeah, day. Yeah, just December twenty second. Yeah, twenty second. He went live, mm-hmm. and then we just sat there going, "Come on, <laughs> no, <laughs> no bugs, please." <laughs> yeah, we had one issue with, with the blockchain where we had a little issue with our masternode code, and then we had to dig through. I believe we stayed up with the whole team for three days straight, going through millions of lines of code to find a typo. Right. And then once we figured it out, boom, fix it, and everything was 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 flawless after that. What is the plan going forward for growing the beta software testers for the bot? 
So, okay, we're going to do our next round. We just have to, because uh, there is a lot of uh, ma management with them. We have the private groups with our beta testers. And so they're testing it. And every time if they find a bug, they send it over to our support team. And then we got to filter out because sometimes it's user error or they don't, you know, but we filtered out. We fixed almost like probably I would say 98% of the bugs. There's still like, like a, a couple of bugs that some only some users get, but it doesn't show up. So you got to figure out whether it was their error. And if it was their error, what did they do to create it? So we handle that, and then we just want to make, like Roger was saying, we want to make our uh, the graphs, like the profit graphs, a little bit more better with eye candy and showing more statistics on it. And then once we do that, then we can roll in more beta testers. Just yeah, so if I can interject for a second. Yeah, um, um, what's happening right now, we've got a lot of requests like, oh, can, can we please uh, enter the beta test program? But... What we're doing right now is we want to give everybody the right support. Uh, we have to do the data analysis. Um, and if we allow, uh, for example, 200 new beta tests in right now, that would be uh, not a good thing, uh, we think, because uh, then we would not be able to uh, give the proper support to everybody. And as well, um, we would not be able to to do all the data analysis. I mean, we've got a team of 15 people right now, but we can only do so much in a 20 hour day of which we most of us work like 18 hours at least. So we're uh, doing the next group. I don't know exactly how many new beta tests we're going to um, uh, allow, but for now, there's 35 beta testers, and, well, my estimation is we could double it uh, in the next round, which most probably is still this month. Uh, what are some of the upcoming uh, milestones that you guys have? The exchanges we're going to go on. Yeah, we're, uh, mm -hmm. we're applying. Uh, we're already, uh, we've already done deals with exchanges, but we cannot announce them yet. Uh, we're not uh, allowed to by law. Uh, before uh, everything is uh, is signed and done, but uh, that's our uh, next big thing. I think the the announcement of the exchanges we're gonna be listed on, and uh, another uh, big milestone will be the the, the wolf box, uh, having it ready, having it photographed, uh, putting it on our website so people will actually be able to see the product as it will be. So yeah, that's uh, for me. That's the the two next big uh, big milestones. Can you tell me uh, some of the most in the uh, user feedback that you've re received so far? What have been the features that the community uh, wants in the bot that is most uh, important? Uh, actually, the most important thing uh, everybody wants. I mean, the feedback we've been getting is they love the speed. They love the graphical interface. They think it's beautiful, and especially the speed and the fact that because they all use the other bots themselves, so they can actually compare the two. They actually love how sales get triggered and pretty much sell instantaneously. And the only thing we've been working on is creating uh, shorting strategies, and that's what they're waiting on more. They just want a little bit more. They want to be able to short the way they want to short a long position. So we've created specialized uh, shorting strategies and shorting triggers for them. That's 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 pretty much it. Just their exit strategy. So you mentioned this earlier about not supporting margin trading. Can you go into a little more detail on uh, the margin trading and and how that affects shorting? Okay. Well, okay. The way our shorting works on our bot, when people when you say shorting, people think margin okay, our bot's the tool to access the exchange and trade for you right so if we code say to bitmex you'll be able to place short orders and long orders there that's the margin trading we will give you access to that once we code it but our bot itself won't do margin trading our shorting is basically you have a position an open position you're going long but if that price drops rapidly you know then you have an exit strategy. You either your strategies are either hold it, let the bag, you know, it comes a bag, let it recover. If it does, then you're good. How long are you willing to wait? A lot of people like to use a stop loss 
and just sell the position at a particular percent and just get done with it, exit out of it, and start, and start trading again. Then we also have this, what we, it's called a shorting, where you f- believe that that position will keep going down. So then you want to sell it at a specific percentage and then reserve those funds and watch the coin drop even further and then buy it back again. Same exact position at a lower price. So therefore, you gain back profits in base currency. That's the shorting that our bot does. And why why do you call that shorting? Because to me, that would sound like just closing the position and then re-entering it at a lower price. Sure. Yeah, it pretty much is. But you're really, it's it's because you're shorting it. It's I guess it's a play on the word because you want to short it. So we actually call it a short stop, right? Instead of like a stop loss, you could go a stop short. So you you just feel that you believe that that coin is going to go down, so you're going to let it go and buy it back, shorting it. And so you have built-in uh, pre presets for different market conditions. So you have uh, presets for bull markets, sideways, and bear markets. And going back to the shorting, I mean, I can see why in this type of market that would be a, a feature that people would want. And so, what are the challenges with? Was supporting that shorting functionality. So because Binance does, I don't think Binance supports shorting, right? Because they don't support margin. So you would need to have a, an exchange like Pol- Poloniex or no, no, no. We can short our shorting, right? Okay, no, I mean, point. I mean shorting in in the general sense of like short selling, where you borrow on margin and yeah, profit from the price decline. Yeah. Now you have to use Poloniex, OKX, Bitmex. Yeah, those, and those. so are one of those exchanges, one are those eventually exchanges that you plan on adding? And if so, once you add them, do you foresee being able to enter short short positions where you can profit from decline? Yes. Yeah, we just have to code it that way so that way you can place those those short orders. Yeah, and what in this type of market I could see why that would be a feature that users would want since you know it's been primarily a bear market over the past year. What other features have you heard from the community that are, uh, uh, Philip, you mentioned earlier this uh, candle uh, feature where you can scan when the oh. candle closes, so the oh. intra-candle intra price? Right, we do the intra-candle price. Our, our bot actually does live price scanning. So it's 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 constantly scanning the candle. That's why our sell orders get placed pretty much instantaneously. Most bots just get the information from the closing candle price. Like right before it closes is when they get their prices. Mm. We get it instantaneously. We get it like literally every, I believe it's every like 100 nanoseconds. It's pretty much instant. It's live price scanning. Wow. And so... Typically, when you think of a candle, you think you can set the candles at different time intervals. So you can have like a one-minute candle or a yep. five-minute candle or a 15-minute candle. And so in, what you're saying is that in prior bots, the candle, uh, the, the, the flag or the trigger would not be called until the candle closed. And that would depend. If it's a 15-minute candle, that would be a 15-minute interval. Mm-hmm. Or a one-minute candle would be a one-minute interval. And what you're saying now is that with this... Uh, Wolfpack bot has this intra-candle scanning, so it's just scanning all prices at all times. And that's correct. The, and so the interval uh, when you're programming that is—is is it just a time-based interval rather than a candle-based, like a number number of candles? Right. It, right. It just for our live price scanning, it's live. It's just constantly in contact with the exchange, and every time, basically every time the price moves, our our bot is updated. So it's like. Where every every like less than a second is a tick 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 tick. We know the exact prices that are going on. And so, in your experience over the past year or two or three years, uh, I mean, how have you seen the the uh, the sophistication of the trading strategies develop overall in the cryptocurrency market? Because, you know, we t- started earlier in this conversation talking about forex and uh, equity markets, which are obviously vastly more sophisticated in terms of trading strategies compared to cryptocurrency. But, you know, obviously that gap is closing. So the margins are getting thinner. The strategies are getting better, you know, less volatility. Can you comment on on the change that you've seen in the past few years uh, or I guess decades since Bitcoin started trading on Mt. Cox over, over almost a decade ago now? Yeah, well, since because the volatility gets 
smaller and smaller, that margin keeps closing. It gets harder for people to do midterm trades or swing or swing trades, right? They got to wait longer. So I, to me, I've always been a scalper. So I don't, to me, it doesn't, I don't care <laughs> like what the volatility is, as long as I can get in there and scalp, just like a, almost like a Forex. And I think that's where a lot of the people like to do. They just want to see their returns. They don't want to hang on to bags. They just want to get it, get in and get out. But one thing I've, all, I've, I've learned from uh, trading groups and helping people to trade is no matter what configuration you, you present to them, they will always go back to trading the way that, that fits their personality style, right? So if somebody starts with scalping and it's a little, it's aggressive for them, they will end up going back to a swing trade or a midterm trade because that's their personality. If somebody starts swinging they will, and they're really aggressive, they will gravitate towards scalping. It's inevitable. You will end up trading that way it fits your personality. Because, it, and also with trading, you have to keep emotion out of it, which is extremely hard. That's where bots come in. But people will go back to it and go, well, I want to get these kind of returns. I want to get these fast trades, or I want to do slow trading. It goes to their personality, and that's the way it works. So mm. we've created, you know, like we said, we've created pre-configured settings that people who don't understand technical analysis they can just pick one of ours and have a plug and play experience. They just pick it, put in their API keys to their exchange and let it trade for them. No emotion, no nothing. And just check it and get returns. And so the volatility now, we're in a, a consolidation phase in the market, mm -hmm. I guess you could say. Uh, they're seeing sideways action. Um, you know, maybe we'll have another leg down. I believe so. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> In light of that, the trading strategies and the volatilities decrease, which means uh, you know uh, less profit generally if you're profiting from the from the volatility. Uh -huh. um, so, do you think that the volatility will pick back up again? And uh, what do you? Th I think we, I asked you a variant of this question earlier for what uh -huh. how you think the market is going to change. Yeah, uh, back back futures. <laughs> Once they come out, things will change. Also, what I'm seeing is a lot of analysis uh, indicating towards a silver bubble, which means that you know the like Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies in general are acting more like silver and the silver bubble that we had back in the 70s and 80s, where right now it's going to drop down another leg down. We could probably see Bitcoin at 2400, and that'll be that bubble collapsing that was compared to silver. If we hit, if we hit 2400, then all the institutionals are going to buy. All the institutional investors will be buying it at that price and raising it. They're waiting for it to go down a little bit more so they can buy in. Mm. That's what's happening. They're all interested. They've got their toes in the water. They're just waiting. And I think that once we get this neg like this next leg down, then they will jump in, and then back will come out, and then you're just going to go up and up and up and up. I mean, it's not going to be a, we're never going, I doubt we will ever see a crazy bull year like we did in 2017, because that was literally like manipulation was spoofing, you know, it was crazy. Mm -hmm. But I do feel that we need to get uh, regulations in this space. We have to. Philip, uh, you mentioned that the bot, in addition to supporting cryptocurrency, connections the connections to crypto exchanges it also will be able to support connections to uh, forex exchanges so that they can you know, track and uh, engage in uh, forex trading is that uh, correct yeah that is that is correct it just comes down to a matter of uh creating the api wrappers uh to access their data that's it and but so that's on the roadmap and eventually going to be added to or That won't initially be uh, yeah. supported. Right, exactly. Eventually we'll, we'll, we'll get to it after the crowd sale. We'll start working on it. But it's not going to be in our roadmap uh, for now because <laughs> we want to test it out, you know, because we, we know it'll work. But it sounds so simple to just say, oh, we got to create API wrappers. That's all. Oh, that's like probably like six months worth of coding, <laughs> you know, but mm. – we can get we, we can get it done. Are you planning on you know having some type of integration 
where people can export their trade data to like third-party applications like TradingView or yes. there's some other platforms like Hilo in interaction or social integration. Well, well our bot will have uh, TradingView integration. Uh, we, we, we had discussed originally to have like a social community on the bot itself to be able to for users to communicate, but we, we, we kind of 86 that idea. You know, we, we, we'll have forums where they commu- communicate. We're going to have a marketplace. We have an import and export feature on our bot where users can already exchange strategies with each other. So we're going to have a marketplace on that as well, where if a user's got a strategy that really works for them, a blockchain backs it up, they can trade it with other users and just you know send it to them through the blockchain, and the other user can then just you know import it into their bot. And do you guys have charting built into the bot, or is that so? Would that be a third-party application, like a separate? Oh, like li- like like live charting, looking at trading view, looking at the exchange to see the, the to see the yeah. current order books. Yeah, we're going to yeah. have that as third-party. We have the software for it. We just haven't uh, coded it. It's on our to-do list. Yeah, it sounds like you guys have a lot of uh, work ahead of you, which is a good thing. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah it's fun. Be it's, busy. It's, uh, yeah, long term. You know, we're just looking at everything long term. You know, ten years, fifteen years, twenty years, and we're going to be the bot will never be, will never like take a break. It's <laughs> we're going to be constantly coding because it is the fastest bot out there, and we're going to keep it that way. So it's constantly update. We're going to constantly updating it, rolling out new features. Like oh, one of the other things that people want to see is uh, uh, laddering, being able yeah, to definitely options. And we're, we're, we've got that ready to code as well. So, so la- laddering, is that like uh, uh, scaling out in and out of positions, or what do you mean by laddering? Exactly. Exactly. Now, Roger, this was one of Roger's key features that he wanted from way back in the beginning. Uh, Ro- Roger's a laddering freak. He loves yes. it. I like, uh, I like laddering in and out. And um, uh, I requested that uh, functionality uh, just it was what I understood from software guys, a pretty um, difficult job to do, but uh, they're working on it. And uh, hopefully within a couple of weeks, uh, we'll see uh, the first functionality of that in our uh, beta version. And uh, I think uh, people will really love this. When you say laddering, that means that let's say you open a, or you put in a buy order at X price for a hundred mm-hmm. tokens and then you have uh, a trigger for sell orders uh, that are entered in, uh, where like ten percent of the ten percent is sold at a certain price if certain conditions are met, um, and then and so on and so forth at at, at higher prices. Yeah, correct. And um, the way we want it is um, people can say, for example, okay, I want uh, uh, four laddering positions for this amount of uh, of coins or tokens, um, and then uh, do it even uh, distribution over percentages. So, like, for example, you have four positions uh, and the price is, uh, let's uh, call it a thousand. So, you you uh, click uh, like, okay, I want to start at a thousand and then let her down to uh, 900. So, every 25 uh, drop, it will buy. But also being able to let her out. So, for example, you set it uh, on, for example, three positions, and then uh, also you divide it from, uh, let's say, 1100 to 1200. Well, then it would be 1100, 1133, 1166, and of course uh, the 1200. So that uh, that's the way we want to implement it for users to be able to um, uh, put it the, the 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 amount of positions in there, and also the high and the low. So mm-hmm. yeah. That's uh, that's uh, what we're implementing right now in coding. When you're designing this, there is almost two ends of the spectrum where on one end, you, you want to support as much flexibility as possible in terms of the supported strategies. And on the other hand, there's making it user-friendly and easy to program it. Uh, so does how much coding experience is required for a user who wants to uh, use the bot? Uh, 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. We're, we're, we're uh, a very sophisticated um, uh, automated uh, software, uh, sorry, automated uh, trading platform. But also for the for the novice, uh, it's possible to enter uh, specific settings and basically just well toggle the switch on and l let it work for you. So uh, on both ends of the spectrum, the the, the more technically inclined, but also for the novice, it's a, it's, it's a beautiful bot to work with. They just go into our settings and configurations, which you'll in the bot, and they can choose all of the, they can choose all of the parameters they want based on the, the technical analysis or all tech. It's all TA. So they can change. They can alter uh, stochastics, stoch RSI, RSI, MACD, EMA, SMA, WMA, Everything that we've got, and they can choose all their parameters for oversold, overbought, necessary to buys, necessary to sells. They can choose all of their parameters they want for trailing stop loss, mm -hmm. uh, take profits, stop loss, all the shorting. Mm -hmm. They can choose what candles they want to trade on, their limit orders, their market orders. They can choose um, if you can snipe on the order book. You know, you can choose a, a higher bid, a higher, uh, lower ask, or you can even snipe. Yeah, and the coin selector. And the coin, the coin selector. Yeah. Yeah, they don't write their own code. They just choose it. They just mm -hmm. go to each setting and choose it to drop down menus. And then they just save it. And if they want to share that configuration with somebody else, they just export it mm -hmm. as, a, okay. as, as a file. And then somebody else can they send it to the other person to the blockchain. And then they import it themselves. Very, very mm -hmm. simple. And if they just don't know anything about TA, they just choose our pre-configured settings. You know, mm -hmm. uh, bear sideways, bull, and just check it and trade. So my guest on the show today has been Philip Longhurst, CEO of Wolfpack, and Roger Pointel, CFO. Uh, it's a pleasure having you, the two of you on, and we'd love to have you on again in the future. Well, Looking forward. You, <laughs> Our pleasure. All right, guys. Enjoy your weekend. Yeah, you too. You too. Thanks, Angelo. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Bounty Zero X podcast. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast below. Check out BountyZeroX.io, the number one bounty hunting platform where you can complete work and earn cryptocurrency. Please consult your professional financial investment and tax advisors before making any investment in initial coin offerings. Bounty Zero X does not provide investment or financial advice and does not endorse or recommend investment in any ICOs advertised on the Bounty Zero X podcast or website.